You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Oliver Schweiko, and he's a Google AdWords expert over at Triple R Marketing. Triple R has personally helped me with my Google ads, and I've seen great results. So I decided to have him on the show today because he's the guy behind the scenes that's doing all the hard work. He's the one who's figured this all out and helped it convert for me. So welcome to the show, Oliver. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're here because. I got, first I have to start out and say thank you. You guys have done an amazing job. You know, I have played around with Google ads on and off for a couple of years now and they've had modest, modest success, a little bit of success. But what I realized is that, you know, I didn't, you know, things are changing so rapidly and it's such a specialized skill that I just didn't really want to do it or have the skill set to do it. So I was so happy when you guys stepped in. And just to give you guys a sense, just so you understand, today what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Google remarketing ad strategies. And it's exactly what Oliver and the team over Triple R has done for me. And I can tell you that with a very low end offer, a course that's a couple hundred bucks that we did with, that we used as the kind of the, the poster boy child for this was we're converting it three or four times ad spend. And that's with no back end offer meaning that's no back-end offer. And we'll explain that a little bit more as we go on. But I'm excited and I think you guys should be too. Take some notes. And just so you guys know, for those of you that stick around to the end, you know, Oliver and the team over at Triple R have a very special offer for you, my podcast listeners, because of our relationship. So Oliver, do us a quick favor and give us a quick backstory. How in the heck did you land in Google Ads? How'd you get here? Give us a short version of that. Yeah, not a problem. So I've been doing Google Ads for about seven years now. And really, I was uh, working at Enterprise beforehand and I was kind of, I felt like a dead end job. I wasn't really too happy with it. And my roommate at the time, who I was roommates with for five years, was in Google Ads and he was doing advertising and I was almost envious of what he was doing. So I said, hey, let me know how to start doing this, Mike. And he really just educated me on what to do. And I got a lead on a local ad agency in my area. And I started working there and strictly in automotive for the last seven years. And ever since then, I've been taking on additional work where I'm in multiple industries and just really heading the game and trying to specialize in just paid search, Google ads, among other paid search campaigns that is and platforms. So what I've realized is that specializing in paid search is a good thing and not really having to go into multiple different directions where specialized in SEO and analytics, et cetera, really honing in on paid search is also very important because not many people are 100% specialized in just Google ads itself. So I just took that and just been running with it ever since. Yeah, I love it. So you've niched down. So your niche is really paid ads, right? And it could, and it's going to cross platform. Like we've talked, you know, you've done stuff on YouTube and you've done some other platforms, but Google is really 
kind of your primary focal point, right? And of course, a lot of the things that you learn on Google and learn on one platform will transition to other platforms. And then of course, there's the nuances of each one, right? Some are more complicated than others. I really am enjoying Google. And so that's why today, I think it's a great opportunity for the audience to get a sense as to what I've experienced and what many other business owners have experienced. And that is this whole concept of leveraging Google for remarketing. So for some people, that's probably, you know, 101 and they may already be doing that. But I have a feeling that there's a lot of people like me that were not doing it. And if they were doing it, they probably weren't doing it effectively. So we're going to break this episode down into kind of what, why, and how, right? So first of all, you know, Oliver, do us a favor and explain what exactly is Google remarketing? What is this concept? So Google remarketing is pretty much showing ads to a specific audience that has already visited your website. So either giving them a different offer, different messaging or whatever, but you're pretty much just targeting these audiences specifically, not in a broad audience that anybody's looking for a particular product or service. You're honing in specifically just on that audience. Okay. So what happens is somebody hits your website and at that point, you are somehow able to track them. And then when they go to Google and do a search, any sort of a search that meets your search criteria, it's going to only show those ads to people that have actually hit your website. So it's not going to just show it to everybody. It's only going to show it to those people. Absolutely. Only so, them. So if you've had a thousand people hit your website in the last 30 days, whenever any of those thousand people go to Google and do a search that's relevant to you, whatever keyword you have in, you're literally could show up at the very top of the search results, you know, depending upon your bid, depending upon your ad. But I mean, that's such a powerful concept. And here's why. Because there's a huge difference between cold audience, right? Just someone that goes to Google and is searching for XYZ or whatever they're searching for and someone who's visited your site. Why don't you talk a little bit about, about the why, right? Why is it so powerful? What do you, what's your take and what have you seen in the difference between cold campaigns and warm campaigns? Has there been a significant difference or you know, these remarketing campaigns, I should say? Typically, yes, there is a significant difference. Depending on the industry, sometimes it's not always the most while converting one, but it's always important to have it regardless, just because you can offer different messaging. And the reason why it's important is because these people already came to your website and expressed interest in your service or product. So you're trying to hit them back to come back to your website with a different messaging offer, whatever it may be, is just great to retarget them or remarket to them. Say, hey, I'm here, come back. And if you're doing it right, it's important to have a different type of messaging compared to a call to broad, cold or broad audience where you just have your basic messaging, whereas the remarketing messaging, you want to try to produce something different, another type of messaging that kind of will spark the interest, whether it's 10% off, free shipping, whatever it may be, anything that can drive them back is always very important. Hey there, sorry to interrupt this episode in progress, but I have something really cool to share with you and I promise to keep it brief. I've decided to give away $100 this week to one of my growth experts listeners. Yep, that could be you. Here's all you have to do in order to qualify for the giveaway. Take a screenshot of your phone or any device for that matter showing that you're subscribed to my growth experts podcast and then text it to 716-218-8981. Again, that's 716-218-8981. This will get you entered into the contest and a chance to win the $100 just for listening. Number two, for more entries to win, for more chances to win, simply share any episode of my Growth Experts podcast on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, or even Twitter 
but you have to tag me at Ask Dennis Brown in order for it to count as another entry. The more shares, the more entries. Okay, guys, that's it. For full details on this contest, go to askdennisbrown.com forward slash contest. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because we had this conversation a while ago. When I first started doing these remarketing ads, I was literally just pushing people back to the same offer, right? And that did convert to a certain extent because I think timing plays a role in people's decisions and and whatever the case may be. But then I did a free, I did a like a, a low cost trial. If you recall, I did like a $3 trial to a course and then it would, it would do the balance of it on the back end. And that has converted really, really well. So I, I really like that concept of if you presented them with X offer when they hit your page or whatever page they were on, you hit them with a specific offer, hitting them at a, from a different angle with a retargeting or a remarketing campaign as a way to stimulate that. So, you know, if you took on your page, you took a logical approach, right? You know, to why they should buy. Maybe you should take a little bit more of an emotional approach. So there's different psychology behind it, right? And there's also, you know, there's, and the cool part is, is that the difference between remarketing and cold audience, in my experience, at least, has been, it's significantly cheaper. Am I correct? I mean, it's usually a lot less expensive than cold. Absolutely. Unless if you try to bid a bit more aggressively to show on the top positions, it typically can be. And it depends on overall the quality score and bidding and everything. But typically it can be, yes. Not all the time though. Yeah. Well, I definitely think there's no definitives, but I, well, from what I've seen, and I think as a whole, you know, you're able to kind of fit yourself in there with that offer and those keywords, you know, and you're able to, you are able to, oh, especially the conversion ratio. So convert the exactly. cost of conversion, right? So your overall cost of conversion, because it's not really about the per click, right? I mean, the per click no. is just one component of it. It's really about what is that cost for a conversion? And we're going to dive into that a little bit more. All right. So why don't we talk, we talked a little bit about the what, we talked a little bit about the why. Let's talk about the how. I mean, what's step one for somebody that's looking to start leveraging remarketing on Google? So if you already have a Google Ads account set up, you want to make sure you install the global Google tag on the back of your website on all pages. So the second that somebody visits your website, you already, in a sense, cookie them. And you really have the option to set how long you want to remarket to them. You can have the option for 15 days, 30 days, 60 or 90 it all just depends on your industry. So if it takes longer for a person to purchase a product or service, you may want to have a longer or a bigger window compared to another industry where it's almost immediate sales. Right. So what you're saying is you install this Google tag tracking code, right? It's like a code that you get from your Google ad manager. You're going to install it on the website. And then from that point forward, the way I looked at it very simplistically is every person that hits my website from that point forward, it kind of puts them in a bucket, right? And then Google has that bucket set aside with all those people in it. And then when we do, when an ad gets in front of them, if we're targeting that specific bucket, only those people are going to see it. Correct. So first you got to fill the bucket, right? Because the bucket's empty, right? And you can't remarket to people when there's nothing there. So step one is to fill the bucket with your retargeting tag, right? All right. So yeah. what's step number two? And keep in mind, your bucket needs to have a minimum of a thousand searchers on it. Otherwise, your remarketing code or audience will not work because Google has a minimum of a thousand or more. So that's just an additional feedback. Step two is creating the campaign. And you have to make sure you put that audience on that campaign and only target that audience and no other audience, cold audience, as you call it. And you want to make sure you're only focusing on them primarily. 
And then you start putting together your keyword criteria and your ad criteria and your messaging with the ads. All right. So you go into your Google ad manager, you're going to create a campaign and you're going to do the targeting, but very specific to that remarketing audience only. Correct. And then after you do the targeting, what was the next step? You want to make sure you apply the keywords, the main keywords that have converted on your cold or broad campaigns, and then just put together an ad, several ads, to be honest, and test different ads. But you want to have a different type of messaging on those ads compared to your regular ads. All right. So let's talk a little bit about figuring out the keywords. Let's assume just for this example that people don't have a lot of experience running cold traffic and they don't have a lot of data on you know, keyword conversion, right? What keywords are working well? What would you suggest or what are some simple tips on people, you know, to figure out exactly what keywords to start with and then how that can evolve? Well, there's a lot of different things you can do, but the best thing you can do is go to the keyword planner in Google. It's under the tool section and you can look at, you have to just think about your service and what you would type into Google to get your service or product, for example. So you pretty much put that in the keyword planner and Google will give you a list of ideas of which keywords to target and which ones have the most search traffic and everything. So that's a great way to start. And then after some time, let's just say 30, 60, 90 days, really time is the biggest thing in Google ads. You can't just go into something and expect it to go off running right up the bat. You have to give it some time. And the second most important thing is looking at your search terms. So you can do a search term report after, let's just say 30 days, and you can see which search terms had the most conversions or leads or sales and put that into your keyword targeting. And then the third step, and this is one thing that's very undervalued that I see a lot of people always tend to forget is add negative keywords. So when you look at that search term report and you served your ad for a lot of irrelevant searches, you want to put those as negatives. So that way in the future, you don't show up for the searches again. All right. Explain the So the first thing is, is if you're trying to get an understanding of the keywords, you know, go to keyword planner, start typing in some obvious keywords that your customer, so you got to get inside your customer's head here, how they would search because it's, you know, again, Google is much more intent based, right? Someone has a specific intent. It's Mm -hmm. not like searching on Facebook, right? It's different, right? It's a little bit different. So they're very intent driven. They're looking for something specific. So you got to get inside ahead of who your customers are and then figure out how they would search, put that in Keyword Planner. It's going to get, and you know, the cool thing about Keyword Planner is it gives you a ton of examples and it also makes it really easy to kind of add those to campaigns, right? Like you can add a massive number of words to a campaign, like really, really simple. Yeah, I love that. Okay, and then once they've got a little bit of a baseline there, you know, you mentioned something about negative keywords. Explain that a little bit more because I'm not sure everybody understands how that works. Tell us that whole concept of negative keywords. A great example is, right, if you're selling, let's just say dogs, or you have a dog service, and you're focusing on dogs only, and you serve an ad for someone that's searching for a cat product or service, you'd want to put cat as a negative keyword so you don't serve an ad for anybody that's looking for a cat product or service. Uh, that makes total sense, right? I mean, because all you're going to do is, is waste your ad dollars, right? Because exactly. if somebody does end up clicking on that, then it's going to cost you. And if somebody doesn't click on it, then it's going to change the conversion. And then that could cost you because ultimately your cost may go up per click or, or whatever the case may be because of the way that Google's going to score your ad, right? So if it's not targeted mm-hmm. to the right people. Yeah, that's interesting. So with the negative keywords, did we use negative keywords in our search? I mean, without getting into exact details, do you recall? I'm pretty sure we did. I add negative keywords on a monthly basis. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Awesome. 
All right. So we've talked a little bit about that. So what's the next step now that they've done a little bit of keyword research, they did the campaign, they figured out their keywords, they've added the keywords. Where do we go from there? You put together your ads, right? All right. Just going back to putting your messaging and everything, making sure you have some type of additional offer, whatever it may be, free shipping, 10% off, $20 off the product, service, et cetera. But the most important component to the ad copy is making sure that your main keywords that you're focusing are mentioned within the ad copy a minimum of two to three times. So you want to make sure you're targeting those specifically so that way you search for a specific product service, they can see that the keyword itself is within the ad copy multiple times. Right. So going back to that fundamental of, of why this works and how this works is, you know, people have hit your website once, they've seen an offer and they didn't buy whatever it is, whether it be a course, whether it be a physical product, whether it be a service, whatever the case may be, they didn't buy. There's some reason why they didn't buy. So now you've got to come back with another offer that's compelling enough to get them to convert. And that's where the copy comes in, right? So what do you suggest when doing this? I mean, you know, I see, what do you suggest? How many ads do you suggest you start out with? And how many should you use to kind of get a test? Because I know you're big on testing, right? And I know that advertising, whatever platform you're on, is, is really very heavily data-driven and, and is based on testing. Because, you know, going with your gut on what you think might work, right, or what should work, probably yeah. won't work, right? And what I've found is that sometimes the ads that you don't think are going to work actually work. So, talk to us a little bit about the testing process. How many ads should they have or what's a good framework or idea for them to get started with? Absolutely. And, you know, just to piggyback, there, there were, when I first started doing this, I would run into issues where I've spent time on the ad thing that was going to do phenomenal, like you said, and it does the worst, right? So really the best common practice is having three ads minimum. And nowadays Google has all these different ad types that you can implement into your, your campaigns. And I highly recommend utilizing at least two of the ad types that Google wants you to use, which are expanded ads and responsive ads. So there's a two different ad formats, but you want to have a minimum of three ads to begin with. And if not more, you can even have five and really let those ads run, pause the ads are not performing, and then create different ads, like different messaging, similar to ads that are currently performing well and kind of do something different. Try to put some type of messaging, different messaging. You know, if it's for, since we're on the topic of remarketing, you can do something like, are you still looking for this product or service? We saw you visited us. How about you come back and get an additional 10% off or something like that. So you want to get creative with your ad copy based off the ones that you originally started off with and then go off of that. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So you're going to create a series of ads and then you're going to continue to add ads and continue to test ads against your baseline. So let's say for example, you did three ads and within a couple of weeks, you see one of them is just way outperforming the other two, right? So then you can create some different variations or similar variations of that ad that's converting, right? Or maybe some new ones, cut out the other ones and test a few other ads against that baseline, the one that's performing really well. And then you build a whole host of ads that are converting, but you continue to test. You continue to add more ads, add more offers. Because I mean, I heard this concept and, and tell me what your thoughts are on it, is that you know there's such thing as like ad fatigue, right? Where an ad will get, you know, you, you can only keep the same ad running for so long and expect it to continue to convert at the same ratio. It doesn't always convert, particularly if you're doing remarketing, right? Because you have a small bucket. So talk to us a little bit about that. What are your thoughts on that? 
So there are times that you may have that ad fatigue, but sometimes ads just do well. You know, if the ad continues producing conversions and leads, sales, whatever it may be, you just, you want to run that, you know, it's no, there's no science behind it. At the end of the day, if the ad's still performing well, even after three years of it running, so be it, let it run. But at the end of the day, if you do notice that a particular ad does start to go down in performance, you do want to change it up, you know, see what may have triggered a difference. Maybe, and this goes into a whole, you know, a huge world of different things, but what if you start using a different landing page? It could be your site speed. It can be multiple variables that could be affecting the ad now compared to what it was. Yeah. So, you know, you bring up a really good point and I'm not sure we have time to dive down that hole, down that whole rabbit hole, but the ad is just the first step, right? Because let's assume they click on that ad. Now they've got to actually buy into the landing page or the offer on the page itself. Otherwise it's not going to convert. Now you got to click, which means all you did was spend money (laughs) and gather some data but you didn't actually convert. They didn't necessarily convert into a lead if you're some sort of a service provider, a product sale, if you're selling a physical product or a course sale, like I was doing with our example, selling an online course. So, so yeah, so that the copy on the other side is probably equally, if not more important because now you've actually spent money. Yep. Yeah. And the landing page itself is very important because it actually affects your ad quality. So you want to make sure you have a very relevant landing page for the ad that you're showing in the first place. And if you don't have a relevant landing page, Google's going to actually deem you less quality on your ad and you could be potentially spending more on your clicks when you could be spending less. Gotcha. Perfect. All right. Well, listen, that's a lot, I think, for people to digest in a short period of time. So what else would you want to add? You know, one last parting thought here in regards to this whole remarketing concept, share whatever last component there. We'll ask a couple final questions and we'll wrap it up for today. So as mentioned, time is really a big factor. You know, you want to make sure you you give time to get data and you don't want to be making changes every other day just because you're not getting conversions or whatever. You want to let it run for a little bit, minimum two weeks, if not more, to really start honing in on the data and making adjustments based off of data. And the remarketing itself is part of a sales funnel at the end of the day. You have the top of the sales funnel, to the lower bit of the sales funnel. Remarketing itself is more on the lower bit of the sales funnel because those are people who've done the research, done everything, expressed interest to your website, and now you're hitting them to essentially finish that service call or purchase that product. So ultimately, remarketing is just one part of a large funnel that really hones in on customer purchases or service calls or whatever it may be. Yeah, the overall experience. I'm glad you brought that up. That's really interesting. And I wish we had more time to unpack that. But when you think about your marketing, you know, think about it like a funnel. So you have top of the funnel, which is more awareness, right? And then you got middle of the funnel, which is a little bit more engagement. And then in the bottom of the funnel is more conversion, right? And so the messaging is different throughout that funnel. And so your messaging and your offer and the messaging on your landing page has to also fit that phase in the funnel. So that's a really interesting point. I'm glad you brought that up. Just to finish up on that, what it used to be 10 years ago, just a perfect upside down triangle sales funnel isn't the same as it is now. It's more personalized, more consumer based as what somebody's expressing interest in. So this is a whole nother conversation, but essentially you could get your remarketing efforts completely personalized into different buckets of people. And that's the last thing I wanted to finish on. Yeah, no. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll uh, expand on that in a future episode. Awesome. 
How little could people get started on Google ads with? I mean, because I think some people get a little bit afraid. They're like, well, I don't have a big budget and I can't spend thousands of dollars a month. I mean, what's the lowest that somebody, you would suggest somebody get started with where they could act in a remarketing type campaign, at least not cold, but remarketing. What do you think would be a low end budget that they could get started with? I would say anywhere between three to $500 would be a lower end. If you want 200, that's fine. But the end of the day, depending on the industry, and this again can go down the rabbit hole, but if you have a thirty day or three hundred dollar a day budget divided by thirty days, that's ten dollars a day. And let's just say your cost per click is four dollars. You're only going to get two clicks off of that budget, depending on the industry. So really, higher the better, but minimum would be three to five hundred dollars. Yeah, so somewhere between ten and maybe fifteen dollars per day. day budget. And the cool part is you can set a per day budget. And you can set a campaign budget. And when you run, that budget runs out, the ads stop running for that day or for that period of time. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Awesome. And then you can just re-up it the next day. Okay, cool. All right. Listen, a couple final questions and then we'll wrap it up. So, you know, what's your favorite growth tool or software other than Google AdWords, right? Like something that, you know, whether it be a SaaS product, an app, something that you use, some sort of a growth tool, what would you point to? What would be something you guys use heavily? So, one thing you could always use is SpyFu, which is a way of looking at what other competitors are looking at. That's SpyFu.com. And that's one way you can do from a different platform standpoint. You could always try Facebook or Bing for your advertising efforts as well outside of Google, among other things you could definitely utilize like YouTube as well. And then another fun thing that I like to use is something called Hotjar.com. And that's something that you can actually look at the consumer's behavior on your website and make changes to your website based off of what they did. And if they left or why they left, you can figure that out by looking at what they, how they behaved on your website. There's a lot of different products and tools out there, but those are just to name a few. And what would be one book you would recommend to the audience? Maybe something that you've read or something you think might help them along in their, on their journey. So when it comes to books, I wouldn't have much to really say, I haven't really read one recently. And the, the biggest thing about the books nowadays with Google changing and marketing changing every so often, it's, it's hard to pinpoint a book because within six months, you can, you can have a different way of doing things, right? So I would you know, recommend two, website, two websites, wordstream.com or searchengineland.com. Those are up-to-date type of articles that are happening within the industry. Perfect. Well, listen, Oliver, let everybody know how they can connect with you Tell them a little bit about that special offer that you guys put together for my audience, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Sounds great. So the special offer, the audience is first five that sign up for Google ads, will get a free setup that's valued at $650. And all you have to do is email me directly, oliver at triplerrmarketing.com. Yeah. So just send a uh, email over to Oliver. If you've got questions about Google ads, or you're interested in, in having them help you with your remarketing campaign, shoot them over an email. You guys can start a dialogue. They're going to waive the $650 setup fee, which is normally associated with a campaign just because you're a part of the audience. So, hey, listen, my friend, thank you for being here. Thank you for all your help on the ads. I look forward to continue working with you and uh, I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me here. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.